Welcome back to Inspire Radio. If you've just tuned in, you've got Lucas and Alicia talking time. So, Lucas, what's up next today? Mate, we have a, a, a jet. That's all I can say for our first interview of the show. Um, we have a, a, a guy that's doing some amazing work uh, in the community um, and, he's, and he's literally changing lives. Um, one of the things you guys will hear me talk about a lot throughout this story is, is a bugbear of mine of telling other people's stories. Yeah. So what you'll find, at least, is when we do these interviews is I'm not, I'll give a little bit of a spark at the start, but I ain't going to go into everyone's story. It's up to them as to say that what they want to say. fantastic. So the first man we have on board tonight is, uh, as I said, is, is a jet. He's doing great things in the, in the world. And it's uh, Jacob Little. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Jacob. G'day, mate. Mate, hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. What part of the world do we find you in, brother, tonight? Mate, I'm based in Tweed Heads in New South Wales, just on the New South Wales-Queensland border. Nice. Hey, what a good place to be living. Hey, but you're on the border there. Are you a bloody Queenslander or New South Wales? Priorities. I'll go to New South Wales. Oh, look, yeah. I think we're going to have to um, end this interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, man, we're going to throw it to you. Tell us a little bit about you, Jacob, about, about your story and about why we would be having you on as our first interviewer tonight on the show, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. So at the moment, uh, I just founded an organisation called About Time for Justice. And uh, what we do is we help survivors of institutional child abuse through the whole litigation process. Basically, what that means is we are the uh, sorry the link between the law firm and the survivor. Uh, some people get confused around what an institution is or what an institution can be. It can be a boys' home, girls' home. Uh, foster cares, docs, uh, any youth detention centres, any churches or church-run institutions, any uh, missions, reserves, any uh, community-based groups, any sporting teams, girls' guides, scouts, any schools, private, public, boarding, um, basically any Australian institution that's failed to protect a child's innocence. Um, just over two years ago now, maybe even two and a half years ago now, I started the process myself uh, when I was... 17 years old, I went through uh, an institution and I suffered uh, sexual abuse. Um, so, yeah, since that time, I've sort of turned my life around, you know. At that age, I was, um, you know, I didn't really have many men in my corner, you know, many people telling me where to go, what to do. I was sort of, my dad got locked up when I was 10 years old and I sort of grew up in a housing commission, uh, single parent environment, lots of drinking and domestic violence. So just before I got locked up for that time when I got abused, you know, I was just, I'd just come out of high school. Basically, I was 17, just finished high school. I was playing footy with my mates. I was going to the beach, hanging out, you know, just doing normal everyday things. And unfortunately, I had a fight and I robbed somebody. Ended up in the system, um, you know, and I suffered the abuse in there. When I turned 18, I got transferred to the men's prison. I remember the first day, one of the first days I walked into the unit and it was a two-tier unit upstairs, downstairs, and there was a couple of boys doing something on the bottom of the stairs, and I sort of didn't know what they were doing, you know. They were just playing with a spoon or something like that. And what they were actually doing, they were actually um, mixing up drugs and they were shooting up. And that was the first time I'd ever seen that, you know. I've heard stories about prison, seen movies, things like that. But, yeah, it was pretty confronting for myself. But, yeah, anyway, when I got out of there, you know, I ended up, unfortunately, um, involved in gang life. Um, got heavily, heavily involved in gangs and then ended up back in prison again. So at that time in Queensland, there was actually a legislation that 
come out called the Vlad Ball. And um, what that meant was they put us straight into lockdown. Uh, we were made to wear pink. Uh, that's not a joke. We actually had to wear pink. They took away our TVs. They put us in solitary confinement. Um, we had no contact visits. We had one phone call a day. We had no training equipment in the yard. We only had solitary confinement. So I've got two hours yard time. Uh, it was it was a hard time in my life, and um, wow. yeah, yeah, it was wow. pretty it was pretty rough, brother. And um, sort of when I got out, and my dad was coming up for parole himself, and I got put in a position because we're associated in the same same sort of things. That um, best case scenario, uh, I wouldn't be able to see him. Worst case scenario, he'd go back to prison. So I um, I sort of left that life behind, and and um, yeah, it's just my life started changing. I started telling my story about what I had been through. And I started working in this space, and since so far since I've been working in this space, I've helped over 1,200 survivors to start their healing journey. Uh, a lot of these guys, thank you, yeah, we work really hard, and a lot of these um, survivors, uh, men and women, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're serving life sentences, whether it's in jail or out of jail, and, and lots of these people also, they haven't made it. Lots of these commit suicide, drug overdose. We work heavily within the prison system. 95% of the guys that we work with um, uh, in prison or have been through the system. So, yeah, it's it's been really good work. It's changed my life. I'm at university now, um, studying at USQ. I just finished my tertiary preparation. I um, Congratulations, brother. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm starting my Bachelor of Arts to get my GPA up because I want to become a lawyer to sort of stand up for people that have no voices. And, uh, you know, at, a, at about time for justice, we want to help as many survivors to start the healing journey as possible. Man, so, man, all, all, the the word for me and 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 you know, from someone that comes from a place where that didn't happen to me, but I, I know a lot of guys that that and girls that that has. And mate, to, for you to say your story the way you've just said it, then um, is not only inspirational, but it, it gives me goosebumps. And not lying there, man, is that we're trying to do this to try and you know enlighten people and give people the opportunity to know that. Yeah, crappy things can happen. Yeah, you're in a bad situation. But you know what? It's up to you as to if you lay down and, and be counted out or if you get up and have a crack. And, and That's it. You know, and, and, and to honestly, my honestly, my friend, is it truly is that the work you're doing is inspirational. Now, can you give me, give me a little bit of an idea about what someone would do? So if someone is listening to this show now, which is highly likely, someone's listening to this show right now and this has happened to them. Something has happened to them in an institution. Um, what what would they do? How could they get in touch with you? And even though you are um, living on the border over there, uh, I'm presuming and understanding that you'd be able to assist and help. What, how do they reach out to you, brother, and what, what would be the process for them? Yeah, definitely. So I encourage all survivors to speak up and you have a voice and it needs to be heard. You no longer have to carry around that, um, that backpack of guilt, shame, and anger, any all those emotions you need to hand it back to its, uh, its rightful owner, which is the perpetrator. So I'd encourage everyone to reach out to me on mobile, phone call if you want to text. We'll get uh, the my mobile and number. We'll put them up online, man. We'll put them up on our Facebook okay. page, and um, people can log on to our Facebook page, Talking Time, and we can uh, and we can put those up for you, man. And we'll um, we'll make sure we get people to touch it on. So we're going to take a break. We got some we got some questions that we want to ask you, brother. Can you can you hang with us for for a song? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, you pick the song, man. You're the one that's doing all the hard work out there. What song would you have me play for you, brother? Um, Summer by Calvin Harris. Oh, I like it. I like it. Hey, this is Summer by Calvin Harris, and we'll come back and uh, finish our chat with the uh, legendary Jacob Little very shortly. 
Welcome back to Inspire Radio's Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia. We've got Jacob on the line. Um, Jacob, we just had a quick chat with you previously about your support group and your um, background in history. Um, so, quick question. How do you inspire people to have the courage to speak out, to stand up? You know, what's the first steps somebody in that situation or position who's been impacted by that what are the first steps they would take? I think the most uh, first steps to take would probably be talk to somebody. And when you talk to somebody like myself, maybe have a support person there or even before talking to me, maybe go and try and speak to a counsellor about it first because when you talk about this sort of stuff, it can be quite triggering. So it's always good to make sure that you have a support person or put a plan in place because you don't want to be triggered and then end up you know, on the party or whatever it is uh, that you do when you when you get triggered. Hey, from me, man, you, you mentioned something before. You said about um, people serving a life sentence, whether they're inside or outside. Um, I thought that was really interesting that you said that. Can you can you unpack that a little bit? Can you give us a little bit of a rundown as to what that means from, from someone who may have suffered sexual abuse um, while in an institution? Yeah, definitely, mate. I know, like for me, when I got... When I got charged, I was looking at uh, 20 or 25 years under them blood laws, but fortunately they got dropped. But <clears throat> for other people, you know, they could they could be serving a life sentence, whether it's in prison because of the drugs they've taken or the anger that they have and the alcohol abuse, and they could have just stuffed up one day and accidentally killed somebody or, you know, they get them violent tendencies to want to hurt people who hurt kids or lots of different things like that. But also when, when you're not in prison, you're, you're serving a life sentence in your head because... <clears throat> Even though you're not thinking about it today, it could pop up tomorrow. It could pop up the next day. People have night terrors. People wake up sweating. Um, you know, it's just a it's a life sentence until you address it and try and and try and work on it. It will get better, you know. But for myself, I, I see a counsellor and things like that still to this day. So it's very it's it's very good to make sure you come forward and get that weight lifted off your chest. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Jacob. Um, so what I'm hearing is mental health and wellbeing. That plays a very big part in all of this. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. I've actually um, I've got a support group online. It's called Beating the System. Um, so, you know, it's for people who have um, been in prison or someone who's supporting a loved one in the system or any mental health issues. So if anyone ever wants to just check that page out before you want to feel confident enough to talk to me, that's, um, yeah, token for everyone there and mental health is a big thing too you know I've had a couple of my mates as I was growing up um, unfortunately commit suicide so you know I've, I've seen how bad that can be and how it affects everyone around them but that's um it's interesting you say that because it's it's definitely the the End game, unfortunately, for a lot of people, if they don't know how to manage and how to deal with the, the, the mental health challenges that they're facing. And, and what I love about the stuff that you're doing, man, is that you bring it from a lived experience space, is that you're not just a practitioner that's read it in a book, you're a practitioner that's read it, experienced it, and you know is now passionate about giving back. And what's your website again, man, so that people can have a look at it now? We will put it up again on our Facebook page, but so they can have a look at it now while they're sitting there listening to this. Okay, our website is about... Time for this F O R, not the number four, and then justice.com. About time um, for justice.com. Yeah, Beautiful. about time for justice.com. I've also just recently started the podcast. If anyone wants to jump on there 
and have a listen to what we're doing. We're going to be interviewing survivors. It's called Survivor Stories. So, yeah, it's on Spotify and all the other podcast apps. So, again, we'll grab those links from you, um, Jacob, and pop them up on our Facebook page after the interview. Thank you. Appreciate hey, that. Man, I've got to say thank you for, for heading us up. Thank you for all the work you're doing and, and thank you for, for, for being such a, a, a great person out there that's turned something really crappy into something really good. And, mate, hand on heart, and, and I legitimately have my hand on my heart right now, thank you for all you're doing. And for anyone that is hearing this and, and it's triggering some stuff, is obviously beyond blue, uh, is a chance that you can call for an immediate um, discussion or an immediate space right now. Um, you know, but But definitely hit up... Jacob's website and, and, and contact him and have a chat and get the ball moving to to assisting you at moving forward. Ja- Jacob, thank you so much for coming on today, man, and um, we'll be in touch again to uh, bring you back on soon to have another chat. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, this year, towards the end of the year, once COVID and all that starts, um, all the boys and stuff start opening back up. I want to come over to Western Australia, so I'd love to sit down with you guys over there and have you on. Mate, you're coming in and we will uh, bring you in to inspire, man, and we'll uh, let you sit on here and uh, unfortunately have to look at Alicia, but you'll uh, get, the chance, <laughs> get the chance to do some stuff in here, brother. Oh, I feel so Sounds good, mate. Thanks, man. You have an amazing night. And um, you know what? We're going to put on a uh, something that is just the way it is.